I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. I have a Christmas question. Mm, seasonal. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Why are you ruining Christmas? <laughs> Why? You know, he just wanted to have a, a nice Christmas evening, and uh, she was not having it. She no. was not in the mood. Why couldn't she just stay and eat the man's turkey? What was wrong with her? I mean, that, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it had been microwaved. It, it, he spent all that time, you know, and uh, his dog was, you know, really cute. And uh, you know. that dog wanted a mommy and yeah, she that's, that's... disappointed him yes. brutally at in, the end. In many ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. These type of, uh, you know, serial killer fellows tend to have very, uh, I don't know. Uh, tunnel vision myopic kind of uh take on life you know uh, you they want that. to you, you know uh i think in their world they're the hero uh mm -hmm. so when he kidnaps the other business guy and um holds him hostage on a chair you know i think he thinks he's doing the right thing but i'm not sure he really realizes that he's doing the exact same thing to her by you know, keeping her locked up in this room but i really do think he believes he's in a hallmark film he really does so. he's like i'm gonna save her there should have been some scene that was like just his perspective and it was just like this like Hallmark movie with you know, they're all like dressed in like, you know, this beautiful clothes and uh, cheesy music playing in the background. You know? Candace Cameron Bure is like sh sh showing up like, I don't want to be, be in this. This is way too gay. I'm going to move to the family pro-lifers channel or whatever the fuck it's called. Exactly. I don't know. What the, what the hell is that thing called? Like, I don't even know. The family fuckwads i don't know the trump channel the trump network basically <laughs> yeah come on okay can we please discuss i don't usually like to talk about him because he makes me sick but mm -hmm. the nft trading card commercial <laughs> is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life it is truly the greatest satire that doesn't know it's satire oh, that i've seen yeah. in years yeah, it like it almost make makes up for that horrible four year per, per presidency. <laughs> it's it's insane, and he he started this off by being like, "I have this big announcement to make," and then like this was the fucking announcement. Like it's absurd. How is this guy even? It's like this is the. I just feel bad for him. Almost, I mean, it's it's, it's so bad. Like so sad. Like he's a terrible human being. But like, like this is like the saddest he's ever been. Like it's just pathetic. It's so depressing. I mean, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's like whoever put this together, I feel had a sense of hu humor. Mm -hmm. They were like, we're gonna do mm -hmm. this and we're gonna make it camp, because right. it's just like it's like something from a mockumentary, or like a Thirty Rock episode it's just it's mm -hmm. so over the top i i've not been able to stop laughing all week long like i it's think insane. about it in the car and i'm like oh jesus christ <laughs> oh, God. oh what a time to be alive what a christmas gift happy christmas oh yes folks. this is our special christmas episode yeah yeah to those who celebrate you know yes or um, you know ha ha hanukkah kwanzaa all right, the you know any 
are there other ones? I'm sure there are. Uh, probably. I, I don't know. There is Chrismica from the OC. Mm. I know mm. Seth Cohen celebrates that. He's not real, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to pretend What's he is. What's the one from uh, Seinfeld? Uh, uh, Festivus, yeah. right? Festivus. Festivus, Festivus, yes. Or the rest yes, of us. Happy Festivus. Yes. All of them. Whatever you celebrate or don't mm-hmm. celebrate, you can celebrate with us. We have turkey, yeah. cranberries. We will handcuff you to a chair if you're okay, right. okay we have with Be- that. West Bentley. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful West Bentley. We've got West Bentley. Mm-hmm. You don't have that at your grandmother's house, do you? I don't think no. so. And if you no. do, please invite us because that sounds great. So hot, so tortured, so mm. everything. I don't know. He's just one of those people where you're like, I just want to like save you. And, oh. But like, and he, he might be too far gone, but you're so hot. <laughs> plastic bags. I love that he yes. He has a thing. He appreciates the beauty in everything. He does. But he lovely. always has a little camera out and uh, ready to go. Kind of, kind of similar in this movie, too. He's always like, you know, watching people. I mean, are we absolutely sure this isn't a sequel to American Beauty? We don't know. We don't know. You know, it's up in the air. I mean, (laughs) it seems like it's a place where he would go. Yeah. Logically. Yeah. yeah, You know, he he was uh, abused by his father and uh, just wanted a nice Christmas. Maybe Thora Birch left him at some point. Right. So this is, you know, how he gets his jollies. Now I just want an American Beauty Christmas special. (laughs) Just with that family. What it must be like. Oh God! Even if it was like an animated special, I'd watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but like in the style of like Rankin Bass. <laughs> yes, yes. It's all like cutesy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would watch hmm. it. I would totally watch that. Ugh. More Christmas specials for obscure movie characters. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, like every weird Christmas movie needs, or every weird movie needs like a Christmas special of some kind. Yeah. It really does. I think it would. Mm-hmm brighten up the world mm-hmm hmm. someday yeah the uh we can dream death becomes her christmas special how great would that be <laughs> mad why is your arm under the mistletoe again <laughs> hell <laughs> i broke my foot trying to get the presents up the stairs <laughs> this christmas tree is nice but i can see right through it <laughs> they get like a um a Christmas card from uh, Bruce Willis's character and uh, have to go. And they decide to go track him down and be like, he must be living like a really sad life. And of course he's having this like great Christmas with his family and they decide <laughs> they're going to join the family and then uh, it gets really awkward. And, and they learn, it. they learn that beauty is not everything. Mm. But do it's they, about... <laughs> do they it's, learn that? It, it's about family and love <laughs> or that's what you think it's about until the that's end what you and they're like actually like i'd prefer just yeah. to stay beautiful exactly can this be like young adult where like you think she's gonna learn you think, you think she's gonna learned. learn lessons but like do they <laughs> well that was basically the original ending of the movie it's like they yeah, yeah. they've been traveling and they see him in Swiss, switzerland with, with his wife and he's old but he's in love mm-hmm. and they're still beautiful but they're so angry and bitter and unhappy, and they're all like, right. "Maybe we should have what he has," and it just ends. Nah, I'm like, no, I prefer <laughs> no, the, the the theatrical. For the first time, a test screening improved a movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas! What a magical time of mm-hmm. music and tasty treats. Teaser trailers, apparently. Teaser trailers. We are getting uh, 
a biggie for Scream 6, which it is actually called Scream 6. Surprise, surprise. Scream 6. That is the title, you know? Uh, kind of back themselves into a corner with that one. What, what else were they going to call it? <laughs> Years down the road, they're going to be like, okay, Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream. Scream. Scream 6. Hmm, what? Huh? What? That was, what the fuck was that about? It's like we were going through a phase as a country. It's, it was a weird time, you know? <laughs> because i think the argument is like you know well it's not really scream five um because they're really making a commentary on all these movies that just called them this which i'm like that's cool and all but now the next one is called scream six which means it really was scream five <laughs> doesn't make any because sense. that's how numbers work folks <laughs> i was terrible at math and even i know that i mean this is like <laughs> it's really bad you I don't, don't go from uh, four to it. five or four to six folks there's no. something in between there you know <laughs> It's like what used to drive me nuts when when I was was a kid and I'd go to the video store and I'd be like, there's house number one, house number two, house four. Where's house three? Oh, it's called the right. horror show for some ungodly reason. But right. it's technically house yeah. three, except in it's there, except in the US. I'm like, what this? It's why there. would you do that? Yeah. Confusing. Well, zombie two, but where's zombie one? You know? What the I hell? What is it. happening? Can't find it. Um, I don't have a lot of strong thoughts about this teaser. You know, it, it was interesting. Yeah. It was fun. You know, it's uh, it was cute. It, 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 yeah, feels like they're kind of playing up the uh, Manhattan vibes here. Mm -hmm. Jason takes Manhattan a little bit with them on a on a little train here, and, which uh, probably it, means yeah. most of the, of the movie will take place on a cruise ship. Which if, I mean, honestly, like, oh, I'm fine with. <laughs> I think that would be great. You know, the Gale Weathers cruise ship conference. I was going to say, it would explain why Gail Weathers is there. Maybe, you know. She's, <laughs> she's a special speaker. <laughs> oh, God. Or, like, it's a uh, cruise line that she has been sponsoring, but, like, they found all these problems, and, like, it has all these brooches, and she's like, okay, I would go there myself. There's something wrong with this. I I'll, I'll prove it to you. I will be there. <laughs> she's like Kathy Lee G Gifford yes. was for Carnival Cruise Lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if they could see me now. <laughs> Oh I will God. stay there myself and prove to you that there's nothing wrong with these cruises. Yes, five <laughs> waiters died, you know, eating some improperly refrigerated shellfish, but there's nothing wrong with this. Um, I have a feeling that's not going to be Scream 6, unfortunately. But unfortunately. if Gail makes it, I think for Scream 7, clearly that's where they should go. Because this, right. this idea has legs. I think so. Sea legs, if you will. It's Titanic meets Scream. Meets Scream. That <laughs> uh, would be great. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the, it, the teaser didn't really give anything, you know, to think about too much. So I, I don't really have any strong feelings about it. It was just no. a teaser. So It was a nice little teaser. And I, honestly, I'd be fine if they just left it at that, but they won't. No. Um, but they, they did a good, a good job with the last one of trying to keep things under wraps. So... Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah. knows what they've got up their sleeves? I don't know what left they have to, like, make a commentary on at this point, but uh, I don't either. we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I given yeah. the fact that they're doing the Roman numeral, I'm like, are you just going to make a commentary on, like, Jason Goes to Manhattan? Because, I mean, I'm okay with that. I guess they've, <laughs> they've you know, <laughs> sure <laughs> satirized everything else at this point. <laughs> I guess they could do Ghostface Goes, goes to Hell next and yeah. Ghostface X. Yeah. Ghostface versus Art the Clown. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Not a lot of other news this week, folks. No. It's uh, the end of the year, so things are uh, 
slowing down a bit. HBO Max is slashing things left and right. Mm. They better not touch hacks or the other two. Oh, I will don't you dare. Bit. Don't you bit. dare. Um, yeah, it seems like the White Lotus would be safe because that's done quite well, I believe. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is surprising because it's a very sexy show and Americans hate sex. They're scared of it. So good it's for y'all. It's sexy and it's, it's a little slow. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, in, in a good way. I mean, I, yeah. but I think mo- some people with you know, not great attention spans would be like, oh, this is too slow. I'm like, I, it's brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, it does kind of um, surprise me that it seems like it's gotten kind of a mainstream response. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So y'all do have attention spans. When did this start? I think people are ready for some satire again, you know? Yeah, I, 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 so. I mean, maybe that's giving us too much credit, but it, it does seem like we go through these phases where like, there'll be like 10 years where it's just like totally uh, straightforward, no nonsense, uh, I don't know how to describe it. it uh, what's the word? I start to the E. Uh, it, um, um, not endearing, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's gone for me. I'll um, buy a vowel. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get my little hangman chart here. Um, but yeah, just uh, not self-aware like at all, essentially. And then we, we get sick of that stuff. Yeah, earnest. Earnest. Okay, okay, okay. That is the word. Earnest. Right. Scared stupid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That is America, Ernest. Scared <laughs> that is the word. Stupid. Yes, um, and I, I don't know. It's like we get we get bored of things, so we have to like examine them a little more and make mm-hmm. a commentary on them, and then eventually that gets old, and then we go back to Ernest. And so we'll see. Maybe uh, I have a little bit of faith here. Um, I hope so because this that, this uh, is a great show. I en- it's, it's, en- enjoyed it to the last drop. It was great. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen the second oh, yeah. season, but. Uh, it's 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 wonderful and it's um, good stuff y'all yeah uh, the, the writing the acting it's just it's all fantastic it's just oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the casting is wonderful i've heard that third season is going to take place in some asian country mm-hmm. which will be interesting um, oh, it'll be so much fun yeah i want to see what mr white's got up his sleeve this time i know he has never really disappointed me so yeah me, me either he like that's one of the few writers where i'm like you know what you always kind of hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. um i did watch bones and all oh um, which was, How was it? fine it okay. was um i'll take fine I, it was it was something um i can kind of understand why it didn't do very well at the box office because the whole time i'm like i'm not really sure who this movie is made for mm-hmm. in in part it feels like it's made for teenagers and yet it has an r rating Mm-hmm. uh which you know would dissuade some teenagers anyway from seeing it uh but it's it's got really you know good performances and i like the gore effects are off the charts i mean they're really fantastic um but yeah the whole time i felt like i was watching sort of a twilight adjacent uh type thing um it just felt very teeny bopper occasionally the way they talked and uh, everything was so melodramatic and uh sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't um mm-hmm. it was kind of the same with this movie sometimes i was really into it and sometimes i just kind of zoned out um pretty slow but that's most of his movies uh yeah i don't know it's um just kind of an interesting blend of like coming of age stuff with uh horror stuff um and uh parts of it worked for me and parts of it didn't work for me that's uh, how it goes you know i don't have any super strong feelings about it either way which uh i know people um 
are not used to these days because we either we have to love summer or we have to hate something right like that's just the world we live in today yeah i don't middling know why you something. haven't lit your pitchfork yet and come know, after, know, after it's, the film it's... you have to really or hate said it, it was... kevin or said it was the best thing ever and developed yeah. a religion based on the movie and, you know, devoted my entire life to this movie. Are you going to stand uh, bones and all? Are you going to stand? Will... <laughs> Are you going to stand it? I'm going to, I'm going to not stand it, but, uh, I, uh, it's out there and, uh, it's now streaming. Um, but, uh, yeah, I watched that. I also watched the eternal daughter, which I don't have too much to say about. It's, uh, pretty much what the trailer suggested it's not really a horror movie it's kind of this existential experimental family drama with tilda swinton sitting around talking to herself for like an hour and a half um which you know if you're into that that sounds amazing there. <laughs> sold going it's once sold. Going I mean, twice. It's, it's there you know uh just don't go in expecting like the innocence or the others or something with like actual suspense oh, no. and you know plot but uh we can't have that. We can't. We can't have that. No, not today. Not anymore. Not, not with uh, art films. Right. Exactly. It, it, that's what it is. It's you know, it, it's an art film. Uh, I like the sort of mother daughter stuff in it, and um, the dialogue's pretty good. But it does feel like one of those movies, like we talked about earlier in the year. I think with um, like Master and other movies that like it feels like it's using horror more as sort of a backdrop for something right. else, which is fine. But like you know. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, can I have a little more actual horror here? If you're gonna like play with this genre, yeah. Uh, it's like, can I have one scare? Just one. Yeah, just 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 one, just one. You know, <laughs> a creepy image, something. Yeah. It does have a cute dog, so that's always a plus. You know? Well, that's what I want from my horror films. I want a cute dog, exactly. and I want it now. Exactly. <laughs> I want my cute dog. <laughs> I want a bean feast. I watched. Yeah. Blood Harvest, starring Tiny Tim. Mm. Well, that was tell me about Blood Harvest. <laughs> I mean, I got in my Vinegar Syndrome order from the Black Friday sale this week, mm-hmm. and that was one of the ones I bought. And I was, I was like, okay, this this could be fun. It's not really that much fun, but mm-hmm. it has some moments. And I will say, Tiny Tim is quite extraordinary in his role. Mm. Yes quite does he have a limp he um i don't believe so no no Mm. but he sings and he Mm. is dressed as a clown and that's all i needed like the the one good thing about movies coming to streaming fast is that you can actually watch them before the end of the year a lot of Mm -hmm. times with these awards movies you have to wait until like february or something before they actually get a release and yeah uh, it's, it's it's been like for the past 10 10 years i just haven't found myself very invested invested in it yeah yeah I look at the nominees, like I look at all the Golden Globes and the Gotham and the Indie Spirit and stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, a lot of times it's a, it's just to get a sense of like, okay, is this something that sounds interesting that I might have missed? Um, but uh, you know, yeah. ever since they s- snubbed P two, I uh, I really have had a hard <laughs> time getting into it. <laughs> right. Where, where was Wes Bentley's you know nomination here? I mean, truly, he's very good in the movie heard he was having substance abuse issues around this time uh even on the set for this movie apparently oh god uh, but he still gives a good performance here so yeah so uh where are we in history we were in uh 2007 a time a time for horror i guess yeah. <laughs> as any time is ish that was like what like rob ish. zombie halloween era rob zombie halloween uh saw 50 uh hostile oh, yes. 10 
Oh, I loved part 10. It was my favorite. Yes. <laughs> I think I think the one that's coming out next year is part 10, but is we'll that see. the one where they ate the hooker's eyeball and then crapped it out and then ate it again mm. and then uh, stopped well, no spoilers, on the child? Chris. I mean, I know you got to see like a screener, <laughs> but like don't tell everybody what happens here. <laughs> just a guess, I don't know. We'll see. Just you just an educated guess based on, you know, <laughs> the previous films. Yeah, it was a, it was a gnarly gross quote-unquote torture porn time uh this movie doesn't go too far into that which i appreciate yeah uh, i guess uh, the nastiest part is probably where he's being like hit against the wall uh, oh god yeah many times um, brutal but uh, uh so uh after completing high tension we have director Alex- alexander aja and his co-writer gregory levancier uh they began developing a new screenplay based on a series of real life attacks on women in parking garages in paris Oh, wow. Uh, they then approached their friend, Frank Coffoon, uh, who had appeared in a small role in High Tension, and they decided they were going to collaborate on this project. Uh, so according to Aja, when asked about the comparisons with High Tension, he said, With a strong plot in the vein of High Tension, P2 gives us a chance to further explore the survival aspect of a, a terror movie. I don't really see a lot of High Tension in this, but if you say so, <laughs> Mr. Aja. I mean, I guess um, just the idea of it's basically two characters a killer and a victim running and stalking and running and stalking and <laughs> repeat no big twist at the end of this one but yeah there's not no uh shot in a toronto parking garage as all the best films are it's always toronto if mm-hmm. if they say it's new york it's toronto uh three different dogs were used to portray this rottweiler and they are all precious and they're all adorable you know they all give the the best performances here they give mary kate and ashley a run for their money from full house you know it's just well yeah adorable. of course <laughs> <laughs> that is who i was thinking of when <laughs> i was watching i was like that dog reminds actually. me so much of the olsen twins oh wow yeah God, just that yeah. that twitch that mannerism is is very very full house mm-hmm. i agree uh rachel nichols nichols uh says this was definitely the most demanding job i ever had we shot for two months straight god uh, working nights I was in a dress with bare feet, and they made me uh, have these weird pads on the bottom of my feet. Uh, My arms were bare. My legs were bare. I'm wearing handcuffs for most of it. The handcuffs were real throughout. Oh, God. Even while I was driving the car. Oh, Uh, my God. The bruises were unbelievable. As hostile and angry as I was, I think it actually really ended up um, making the whole thing real for me. That's so scary. Even as she was driving? Oh, my God. Yeah, she hasn't done a whole... Well, I'm looking at her uh, filmography here. Let's see. Uh, what else did she do? She was in the remake of Inside. She was in the... Of, oh, yes. I forgot about that. Well, I never saw it, so... And the remake of the Amityville Horror, which I think Amityville was a year Horror. before this, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's uh, done some sex stuff. In the, sex in the City, one episode in the fourth season, apparently. Oh, I think she was fucking um, Richard, Samantha's mm. dude, for a while. Okay. P2 was intended to be featured in the UK-based London Fright Fest Festival in August 2007, but was pulled out soon before its release date and replaced with Teeth. Fun. Uh, hmm. The film was distributed by Summit Entertainment. Blah, 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 blah. It was the company's first feature film distribution. That's fun. Really? Did not know that. Then they went on to do Twilight and make a gazillion dollars. 
Yeah, so uh, the one that started it all. Are they still a thing, though? I, I can't remember. I don't know. You don't hear time. too much about them. Yeah, you'd think they'd be kind of a big player since the Twilight phenomena. Yeah, it's, it's a label within Lionsgate, so maybe Lionsgate is just kind of taken over for them. Oh, okay. Oh, anything else here? Let's see. It was released theatrically on November 9th, 2007. I don't remember this movie in theaters. Did you see it in theaters? I did not see it in the theater. I, I saw don't it on remember, DVD. Like, seeing it in theaters, but it says it was released in 2000 theaters, but... It was okay. released. I just don't remember. I think it played for like a week. It didn't mm. play long. Yeah. Yeah, it was a box office bomb. One of the worst opening weekends for a film released that year in over Jesus. two... For a, for a large-scale release, $7.7 7 against a $3.5 million budget. So yeah. at least it doubled its budget. They made some money, maybe, depending on all the marketing and stuff. Yeah, I don't remember uh, there being a lot of marketing, so maybe they did I make it back. I think that was part of the problem. <laughs> they yeah. were like, <laughs> like, we'll do one tra- trailer, put it on like one movie, and then why hope it why, makes money. Why are studio Not to get on like another... The soapbox moment here, folks. But why do people get so surprised when a movie fails when there's been no marketing for it? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's insane. And yet you have Avatar, The Way of the Water, whatever, does not need any marketing. And yet every single fucking article I see online is about like, <laughs> oh, okay, here, here's Kate Hudson talking about, not Kate Hudson, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet talking about, maybe Kate Hudson too. Who knows? Everybody's <laughs> in this be. fucking movie. I don't know. <laughs> I play blue person number 18. <laughs> it's the finest role of my career. You can't even tell who these people are. No. Because they're just like a CGI character. They're I just, like ugh. animated. Like what? Oh, God. I just. <laughs> and yet, like some of these movies that like bombed in the box office could have used a little more of this actual marketing. And maybe people yeah. would have been interested in seeing it. But I oh, think well. they, sh- they maybe they should have played up the Christmas aspect a bit a bit more. Because it sounds like, okay, right. they're releasing it around the sort of holiday time which is a, a mm-hmm. good idea but right. maybe it was a little too early i don't know maybe they could have waited for the end of november or early december mm-hmm. i don't know what else was coming out that year but um know, yeah 2007 been... around christmas yeah I, I don't i can't really remember i don't think there's but... any big christmas horror movies i can think of around that because no xmas black xmas was the previous year that, yeah that that was the year before and that of course wasn't a big hit either so i don't know yeah uh let's see p2 has an approval rating of 35 percent on rotten tomatoes which oh. is about average for our films here critic consensus is it is full of gore but low on suspense featuring a cat and mouse plot that has been done before well of course it's been done before every cat and mouse plot has been done before <laughs> no uh new york times generally favorable review here they say um Bloody, but not punishingly so. Limiting the gore to tightly edited set pieces that never linger. Throw in a car that won't start, a creepy security guard, and a filmmaking team with perfect synchronicity, and the result is a minimalist nightmare. Hmm. Put put that on the box. Minimalist nightmare? Oh, yeah. I'd be first in line. Oh, this is, this is shocking to me. Uh, our dear Roger Ebert uh, gave the film three out of four stars, actually. Oh, oh really? I am... I'm surprised by this. Wow. He says, um, although the plot may seem like a formulaic slasher, P2 is in fact a very well-made atmos- atmospheric thriller with gritty yet realistic characters. Oh, go Raj. I'm surprised by this. Thank you. That is a Christmas miracle indeed. Is this an actual... Did someone just add this? I, I, did he actually <laughs> say this? I, I'm just like kind of shocked by this. This does not seem like the kind of film that he would have like loved. Yeah. Although he he did like the more like psychological thriller type stuff. So I, I guess I get it. Usually... 
But yeah. do we think it might have had something to do with Rachel being in a slip for the entire movie? Ooh, Maybe. Good point. Possibly. Good point. Her, her boobs are like almost hanging out half the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be it. It could be it. <laughs> and that Rachel Nichols sure is a beauty. I hope she's in more movies because I like looking at her on screen. <laughs> I bet if you dig into the full review, yeah. you'll see a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't expect the praise from Ebes there so that was that. surprising surprising um yeah that's most of the behind the scenes stuff here i don't see too much um so i guess what is going on in this uh christmas chiller of sorts mm. well it is christmas eve and it is we're in a parking garage level yeah. p2 you get it because that's the title mm. of the movie because yeah, that's yeah. The, the, the name <laughs> of the movie oh my god like a lot that's, that's the movie title what, what are they doing oh my god and and eartha kit is singing Santa Baby, not in the parking garage as a person, but like on the yep. intercom, which would be amazing if she Unf- was just like in the background, yeah, like Santa right. Baby. I'd be like, oh, right. hello, Eartha. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but no, there's it's just on the intercom and there's a car that's sort of isolated in the middle of the garage. And we hear this that something is stirring inside and it's not St. Nick. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this crowbar pops out of the keyhole of the trunk and you see this eye inside and, and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? And then it goes back in time a few hours earlier and we meet Angela, who is feeling guilty about having to work late on Christmas Eve because she's got these family members who are waiting for her to begin their festivities. And she's supposed to bring all these gifts and a santa suit for some reason do they ever explain why she needs to bring the santa suit like unclear like, chris unclear <laughs> why she has a santa suit like did it belong to her dead uncle or something is it like a sentimental santa suit i don't understand it could be she maybe they trade off every year like you bring the santa suit this year okay yeah, well i brought it last year i mean this family sounds a little dorky i'm not gonna lie i, I think she's yeah. better off skipping christmas to be honest i i think so they're a little much right um i think if they made a sequel to this it should be like west bentley coming and celebrating (laughs) at her house and uh just showing up and like i brought your santa suit (laughs) yeah wearing a little eye patch you know (laughs) he's a little gonna be a little crispy but you know Mm -hmm. oh oh well so is the turkey um right and so she's working while everyone else is leaving and this guy comes in named Jim, and he's, like, super awkward, and he starts apologizing because he got drunk and got a little gropey with Angela at the Christmas party, and he's like, I'm sorry, we just had a baby. <laughs> like, that's his big excuse. It's like, we just had a baby. That That's why right, I so, Sorry, I, like, uh, sorry I've groped everyone in the office, but, you know, we just had a baby, so I'm, like, really, I'm really horny, so what are you going to do? Don't blame me. Blame the baby. Blame right. my wife's... Vagina that's too loose. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like he's just her postpartum depression. So yes. she won't have sex with me. So I'm just gonna like grope everyone <laughs> in the office. And... <laughs> like good for you, Jim. You sound like a real winner. Um, class act. And and so Angela's like, whatever. You know, I've dealt with worse monsters than you. And he leaves. And she Which, fin- like, finishes up. Hmm? Wi- women have to put up with so much. Just just throwing that out there. I know yeah, this like, is upsetting. The, the, there's the fact that she just kind of has to brush it off and be like, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with this before. I, yeah. I feel like that's typical women in uh, office spaces and stuff. And it's it's sad. It's sad. Yes. Have y'all seen nine to five? Have you? Have you seen? Yeah. It? I mean, hasn't yeah. 
hasn't changed that much since then. I don't mm-hmm. think, and that's sad. Yeah, this is pre me 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 too. You you could say this yeah. was a a real uh, beginning step in the Me Too mm-hmm. movement. Formative. It's a deep film. Deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, so she's packing up and leaving, and um and she runs into this guy named Carl, who's the doorman at the office, and she's all like, "Can you wait for me? And we'll just go out to." Together. And they're making small talk in the elevator and she's all like, I know I don't look like it, but I'm from a farm. And he's like, I thought you were more Upper East Side. And they're joking and laughing and we're like, oh, we love you, Angela and Carl. And um, and they say their good goodbyes. And Angela goes down to the parking garage on level P2. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting nervous, you know, and she gets mm-hmm. in her car. And would you believe it? Her car won't start. Oh, Oh, what a shitty Christmas. What could oh. be happening? Why mm. Why of all days, you know? What? I mean, of all the days, truly. And now, mm. to make matters worse, everything is all locked up, and her cell phone is getting zero service, her little flip mm. flip, flip phone. That really took took yeah. me back there. Um, and so she ha- has to go find the security office, and when she does, this dog named Rocky starts trying to attack her. But then a security guard named Thomas shows up and they're like, Rocky, sit. We've got a guest. And Angela explains how her car won't start and she needs to call a cab and get back to the lobby. But everything's locked up. So Thomas is like, did you leave your lights on? And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure I didn't. But Thomas is like, a lot of people think they didn't, but they do. And mm-hmm. then he, he he's like, you know, it's Christmas. It's going to be hard to get a cab. So why don't I try to fix your car for you? And she's like, oh, whatever. I'm late. And you see, Thomas is really, really cute and so sweet and so thoughtful. And so he gets his little battery charger thing and he goes to her car and they try to fix it, but it won't work. And it's weird because her headlights will still turn on, but the car will not start. So something's a little sketchy. And she's like, look, I'm already going to be late. Thanks for everything you've done. Let me just call a cab and I'll wait for it upstairs. And he he lets her in and he's like... You sure you don't want to like stay with me because I've got a whole whole dinner planned and everything like that? And she's like, I I don't know you, no. And um, <laughs> who, who are thank you? <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. Um, thanks anyway. <laughs> I'm good. And he's like, ah, oh, it's okay. I'm just pulling your leg. Have a merry Christmas. And so she goes up to the lobby and she cannot find Carl anywhere. Where is this guy? But she calls the cab. And then she calls her sister and is all like, I'm going to be a little late, so just go ahead and start without me. Um, but then she falls asleep. And someone from the, from the security is watching her on the camera. Mm-hmm. And um, and she wakes up. And her little flip phone is just buzzing away. And it's the cab. And they're like, I'm outside. And she's like, oh, phew, thank God. So she goes to exit out of the lobby doors. And they're shut. And she's like, really? Something else is going wrong. And so she's trying to find Carl, but he's still nowhere to be found. So she goes behind the desk and flips a switch, trying to let herself out, but it's useless. It will not budge. So she grabs all her Christmas shit, and she has a lot. She has a lot. Like, she has got this big-ass teddy bear and shit. It's just an Mm -hmm. awful lot. And she goes Mm -hmm. back to the parking garage to see if she can get to the street from there. But by the time she gets there, they've already put that big gate in front of the exit and she's trapped in there and the taxi just drives away without her and then as if things weren't bad enough all the lights just start going out in the garage and she's like "Uh, i'm still here why are you doing this like what the fuck and so she pulls out her says her cell phone trying to get some light to see where she's going 
And at one point, she drops her cell phone under a car, and she goes to grab it. And when she comes back up, there's Thomas with a handy-dandy towel drenched in chloroform, and he just grabs her and knocks her out with it. And she wakes up, and her vision's all blurry, and she sees Thomas wearing a Santa suit with, like, a full beard and stuff. And she's like, what is happening? Like, did I drink something? What's happening? And so she's like, zones back out and then comes back in. And he's not wearing the beard anymore. And he's all like, sorry, I thought it it would be funny. And um, that's when we know that this guy has a, a little sense of humor, which is quite a turn on, I must say. Quite the goofy <laughs> little guy. Goofy little Gus over here. And... Um, and so she sees that she's in the security office where Thomas has decked out the entire table with decorations and fancy cutlery, and he's microwaving them a delicious Christmas feast. Cranberry, turkey, potatoes. I mean, really, this guy does it all, really. He, he is a winner. all the stops, really. I mean, Unbelievable. the amount of time that he spent making this meal. Oh, for, I mean, what a for someone, you know, someone. And oh, and now she's also wearing like a tiny little white slip with her boobs hanging out, and she's got on heels, and mm-hmm. um, and her foot is chained with handcuffs to the chair, um, and so it's a bit much for her, and she like throws up. You know, I can understand why. You know, because she's scared of love. She re- really is. She's scared that she's gonna find love on this Christmas. And she's like, what am I doing here? Who are you? Why are you so pretty? And he's like, I've been watching you and I think I love you. So I thought it, it, it would be cool if we spent Christmas t- together. You know, so far, so normal. Not a nice little meat cute, if you will. And um, you know, he's really interested in her. Like he listens a lot. He's like, where did you grow up? He's like, oh, I've never heard of that town. Tell me all about it. He's such a good listener. I see this relationship having a very bright future. Because she doesn't really know what's good for her, she's all like, you need to let me go because I have obligations and people who are going to miss me. I've got a, a boyfriend and everything. And he's like, oh, really? What What's his name? What car does he drive? Where does he work? Once again, so inquisitive and curious about her. It's so sweet. And She's He's like, big and he plays football and he'll kick, kick the, the shit, shit out of you. you. And he writes for the Post, apparently. And and he's like, oh, really? I have a copy of the Post right here. I love it. And she's like, it's the online version. He's like, okay, uh, you're being silly. Pretty sure you're lying. Um, so how about we just put this behind us and you call your family and tell them that you're not coming to Christmas? And she's, she's like, I don't know what, what to say. And he's like, well, you're a good liar. You'll think of something. And so he gets the phone out and, and he makes her call her family and she's like, <coughs> I'm really sick. I can't come. And yeah. her family's he her like a nice little like <laughs> neck massage while she's doing that too. You know, <laughs> it's really thoughtful. He knows that she is in a high stress work environment. He is relaxing her with neck massages and wine and microwave turkey that she still has not had a single fucking bite of. I would like to add. Okay, Ugh, ridiculous. Rude. Rude. And and so she calls up her family and and she's like, I'm really sick. I just can't come. And they're like, of course, fucking Angela, let us down again. Classic <laughs> Angela, you know. So if you ask me, he's doing her a favor because her family sounds really judgmental and they would not understand their relationship. And by this by this point, Angela has spied a fork on the table and 
she grabs it and stabs Thomas in the back with it because I guess she wants to see if he likes it kinky too. Um, but she doesn't really think it through completely because she's still cuffed to the chair. And so she falls and the dog starts like freaking out. And Thomas isn't really that phased by this at, at, at all. I mean, I've never been stabbed in the back with a fork, but I feel like the recovery time is very quick for him. And I think well, that's we because said, he's, he's used he to being beaten her. by his father in American Beauty. So, yes. You know, it's, yes. It's, 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 uh, he's used to this kind of trauma, if you will. He can take it because it's for it. love. Yes. And um, so he's like, okay. he will do anything for love, <laughs> a- including that. Yes, he will do that. And he will and do that. He will also put handcuffs on on her so that she can't try those sh- shenanigans again. Mm. I, I mean, all he wants for her to do is eat his turkey turkey it's not a lot to ask and he's like maybe you'd like to go on a ride and i'm like how thoughtful a christmas eve joy ride they're gonna go look at the lights it's gonna be so romantic so he loads her up in a car and they go down to p3 and she's like i thought you meant we're going outside this ride is kind of boring you know once again still complaining angela be grateful and that's when she sees jim cuffed and tied to an office chair against a wall and thomas is like this guy's an asshole. I saw what he did to you in the ele- elevator at the Christmas party. I was watching on the monitor and he's and he's got this this big flashlight thing. It's the biggest flashlight I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Take this and go beat his ass so he knows that you're not a slut." Merry Christmas. And Angela's like, "No, I don't want to do that." Um he apologized. Um so I'm good. And Thomas is like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And she's like, no, wait, I'll do it. But you have to uncuff me first because I can't very well beat him with a flashlight if I'm all cuffed. And he's and he's like weighing the pros and cons. And he's like, no, you're too frisky. I'm going to do it. And he's the kind of man who takes care of all the dirty work for his lover. And like you just you just know he'll take out the trash. He'll do the dishes with a smile on on his face. I'm telling you, he's he is a winner. And he leaves the car. And walks up to Jim and just starts beating him with a flashlight as Angela is trying to find a way to move her body so that she can figure out how to unlock the door. And Thomas gets back in the car and then he rams the car into Jim like about 45 times, which is a little excessive. But in Thomas's defense, Jim was ruining Christmas. So I can see why he would do that. As we've established, Thomas does have feelings, too. You know, he does. Uh, he really does. He has all of them. He doesn't. He, he doesn't like when his name is said many times in a conversation. It but, is a bit of a problem you know, for him. Yeah, uh, but he does have feelings, as he as he yeah. makes clear, multiple Absolutely. times. Yes, he's got big, oversized feelings. Mm-hmm. Too much feelings, perhaps. A little you know? bit too much. A little, little <laughs> a lovesick, bro here. <laughs> and so, Angela gets a little scared uh, because the relationship is moving super fast. And so she figures out how to get out of the car. And so she opens the door and falls out and starts to run. Um, And at some point she loses her high heels and is able to slip the handcuffs to the front of her instead of having them in in the back. So she's a very smart gal, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so she runs to the, the security office again to get her purse and her cell phone. But Rocky the dog keeps trying to attack her. And so she has to climb over the desk to get it. And then she also finds Thomas's gate keys. And she's like, oh, thank God. This is awesome. So she runs to the gate that goes to the street. And she's trying to get reception with her shitty flip phone. But she has to hold it outside of the gate. And her hands get twitchy because they're still cuffed. And she drops the damn phone. 
and then her hands get stuck in the gate and she can't get out. And then here comes Thomas and Rocky trying to find her because that turkey is not getting any warmer. And so she runs to get to the elevators and she uses Thomas's key card to try to get in. But some of the numbers of the floors like won't work for some reason. And then like Thomas almost gets in, but then she stops the elevator and just sits there and she's like, I'm going to wait this out. But Thomas, our boy Thomas is not going to take it like he he wants her to come out, you know, so Mm -hmm. he goes into the elevator shaft with a water hose and turns it on and the elevator starts to fill up with water. (laughs) And then he drops the body of Carl in and Angela has to turn the elevator back on and go um, and go back on uh, P2 before she drowns. And so the elevator lands and the doors open and Angela and Carl. Carl, Carl just go whoosh and like fly out of the elevator. It's like a sl- slip and slide. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's soaking wet now and she's trying to hide. But Thomas can see her wet footprints everywhere and he's trying to find her. And he he's like, Carl doesn't look so good, Angela. Maybe we should call the ambulance and he can go to the hospital so you can leave and I can be alone, which is what everybody fucking wants. And it's like, okay, like calm down sir like maybe some anger man management might help have we gotten to his little elvis presley moment that's around here right okay i think so i remember yeah i i can't remember remember if it comes before this or after but um and she's hiding under a car and he like he cuts the tires so that the car will sink and like trap her but then somehow she gets out from underneath it and he decides to go into his office and have a little musical moment uh, with a little blue cr- Christmas by Mr. Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. and um, why was Wes yeah. Bentley not cast in the Elvis movie that came out this year? Truly, I mean, it's still still would have been convoluted and like an hour too long, but like it would have been a better movie, I think. This was his audition, and they failed him. They failed yes. him. They didn't appreciate it. Neither does Angela. She does not appreciate a, a man who can sing and dance as as well. What can't he do? Truly, mm-hmm. um, a triple threat really and 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 so she grabs a fire axe and starts destroying all the security cameras and she gets to the office and thomas is gone but she finds a video playing of him molesting her while she's passed out and at this point she's like i'm thinking this relationship is not going to work and so she smashes the tv with the axe and unfortunately thomas shows up and knocks her out with a taser and then he sticks her in the trunk of a car because the police show show up and they're like, we heard something about a disturbance here and they're looking around and they're not really seeing a lot. Um, and Angela in the trunk finds a crowbar and figures out a way to break out by shoving the crowbar through the keyhole and opening up the trunk. And we're like, that's the scene from the opening of the movie. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. And so she's running out, trying to get the police's attention as they're leaving, but it's too late. And then Thomas is just standing there like, you should have just eaten my turkey. And then he releases Rocky from the leash and he runs after Angela. And, you know, I, I'm sure it was a little mix up. I don't think he intended to have the dog kill her. He just wanted rocky to bring her back so they could finish dinner you know he's a reasonable man and 
So she finds a car and breaks in with the crowbar to, to hide. But Rocky jumps through the broken window and starts, like, gnawing on her leg. So she has to kill him with the crowbar. And it's bloody. It's gross. And it's a little bit sad, you know. Um, but now with that dog out of the way, this relationship might have a chance of surviving. You never know. Maybe the, maybe the, 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 the dog was the problem. I don't know. And... It's like how the kid gets in the way of every relationship, yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. He's just bringing it down. Okay. So now they can actually have a real meal together. And unfortunately, um, Thomas is a little mad about the killing of the dog. I guess they were close. And he starts showing some pretty extreme rage. And it's a little red flaggy. Uh, but I, 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 just, a, just a couple symptoms here that maybe we haven't seen bit. in our, our good boy Thomas. But, yeah, you know, it's I'm, uh, like, I'm starting to have my doubts. Red flags, like you said. Yeah. And Angela still not knowing what's good for her, decides to hide in a car rental office where she breaks into the key storage box and just grabs a handful of keys. And she starts calling 911, but all of the lines are full because it's Christmas and I guess a lot of people are getting shot for bringing up pol politics and religion at family dinner. And she's also found this letter opener thing and she's trying to pick the lock of her handcuffs and then Thomas comes back. She hides in a closet which might be a metaphor for her fear of being in love, possibly. I don't know. She's too scared to confront her f feelings. But she's smart because she's able to sneak out by doing the old, like, single white female trick of ripping off a piece of her clothing and making it look like she's hiding in a different cl closet to throw off Thomas. Because our girl loves to play hard, hard to get. And she starts testing all the keys out after trying to knock him out. And she finally un unlocks a, a car and gets in and starts to drive to the gate. And in one last chivalrous moment, Thomas swipe, side swipes her with a car. And then they have a little game of chicken where they just run towards e each other in their, in, their, in, their, in their cars. But Thomas moves first and then Angela hits a p p pillar and the car flips over. And Thomas is like, not my love, not on Christmas. And he goes to the car, and Angela's pretending to be unconscious. And then she leaps up with that letter O opener thing and stabs him in the eye and chokes him with her ha handcuffs. So um, I'm guessing this relationship is not going to work out. And it's a little, fraught. It's a little like, yes. tough. Um, it, it shouldn't be this bad this early on. You have to give it a few years to really get that kind mm -hmm. of anger. Um, and she takes his keys, gets out of the cuffs, and then handcuffs his ass to the steering wheel of the car and then takes his ta taser but he jumps back up and tries to grab her but he can't move very very far and he's like trying to apologize and he's like i'm sorry for everything i i just want love i'm just lonely and then he's like you're a stupid fucking cunt and i'll be honest i'm starting to think that thomas might have a few issues and uh he may not be the class act that we we thought he was for most but, of this movie. You yeah. know, it's understandable. He's been through 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 a lot. The ho holidays just get to some people, you know? The trauma. Yeah, yes. that's a lot of trauma. But Angela will not give him another chance. She's like, what did you just say? And she sees this trail of gasoline leading up to the car. And she's like, oh, fuck her. You just messed up. And she takes the taser and turns it on and touches it to the gasoline and makes a trail of fire that goes all the way up to Thomas. And the car goes, kaboom! And he's up in flames. Lights up like a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. Mm, it's a beautiful sight. 
we're happy tonight watching that wow. Thomas get crunchy. I don't know. I, I, Incinerated. Yeah, yeah. But now Angela's free to roam the snowy streets of Manhattan as the fire trucks show up. Or Toronto, you know, wherever. Toronto, Manhattan adjacent. Yeah, you know. Same thing in movies. It's really. all the same. <laughs> so the moral is, if you find a man who cooks for you, kills creepers for you, and has goofy sing-along time with Elvis, you shouldn't run away from him. I find this film to be a tragedy. A tale of a woman running away from what could have been true love. They uh. could have made that security office a home. Okay. Man, it's just, it's such a tragedy. <laughs> Well, thank you for that uh, take on this movie, Chris. I was not expecting um, to follow you on that journey throughout. <laughs> this was all done in jest, y'all. Please don't think I'm like some sort of of course, of incel course. enabler or some shit. No, no. I'm but, trying uh, to see I, I can, it through his eyes. <laughs> I, I, I think that was the first time that movie has ever been, uh, you know, told from the point of view of Thomas here. And uh, tale is everyone has a point of view. Time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty good little movie, actually. I was kind of entertained last night i uh, i think i liked listening to you talk about it more than actually watch it but uh it was, oh. it was, it was, it was decent yeah yeah um i just i there's not a lot of suspense in it i think that's the, the main thing that gets to me i just i kept waiting to be for me for, mm-hmm. particularly but um um i like i did like that they used the environment pretty well and um on a budget you know we have we have cars we can have elevators we have a lot of different little set pieces that we can use throughout it's okay it's um out there and i like i like you know i like the performances from the two of them so yeah it's good performances i i do think maybe they should have given the character of angela like a little bit more i think because i mean yeah a little bit it something would have helped, would have helped a little bit yeah. yeah yeah it um i don't know kind of feels like a tales from the crypt episode to me like stretched out to like oh, I an see entire that. movie um there's just some lulls that I, I kind of tuned out a little bit uh decent little um holiday horror i mean we've, we've gone through most of the good ones at this point which is why we didn't do a whole month of like <laughs> no yeah. um, holiday horror at this point but uh, yeah if y'all have any su- suggestions let us know yeah i mean th- but, there's there's a ton of them out know. there but they're just not particularly wonderful um, well yeah, and it's, especially these days i feel like there's a lot of people that are like make very low budget movies that are that are, yeah. are like if i put christmas in the title of my movie or I have like a killer Santa Claus or something, it's going to get people to watch it. And so everybody mm-hmm. decides to do to do, to do do that. So there's a lot of these kinds of movies and like three of them are good and the rest are yeah. like, eh. So it's kind of hard. They to often like. try a little too hard too. Yeah. Like I, I, I think some of the best Christmas movies are the ones, the horror movies anyway, are the ones that are you know kind of set on Christmas and use it mm-hmm. as a maybe back backdrop and maybe don't totally... I don't know, maybe not, but it, it's just a. They, it just seems like they're trying a little too hard to, um, um, a little less focus on the story and a little more focused on look what Christmas things can I add in this? Let's make him like stab somebody with a candy cane or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, can we uh, can we focus a little more on the the, the characters here and uh, something? Yeah, it's like I want to shove a string of Christmas lights up someone's butt and have them come right. out of their mouth and hang them from a chimney with care. Like right, what? Exactly. What the hell? Like you don't need to do that. Right, right. It's like if you go back to 
the original Black Christmas, which I think we both would probably say is the best Christmas horror movie. I, the best oh, I can yeah. think of anyway. Easily. Um, and it's like they, they use Christmas as a backdrop and they do a lot of cool mm-hmm. things with that, but it's still ultimately just about people, you know, existing and uh, being stalked by this killer. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they don't overindulge in the Christmas uh, spirit of sorts. I don't know. Yeah, no one's like stabbed in the face with an ice sickle. No, no. It's a movie you can watch any time of the year and still enjoy it. Whereas some of these Christmas horror movies, I'm like, I would never watch this in like March or something. You know, it's just not something I would ever, I would ever watch. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, let us know Uh, if you have any other Christmas horror favorites, folks, um, you would like us to indulge in maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, we can, we can start planning for next year. You never know. Yeah, this was on like Tubi and stuff, wasn't it? It was. It, I believe it's on a few so. Places. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's out there. If you need something to watch this holiday season, it's been a few years, so go check it out. I had to bring up my old DVD that mm. I didn't even know I owned. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when I bought it, but because I haven't yeah. watched it since it first came out, but at some right, point, I yeah. I guess I saw it somewhere and was like, I might watch this again at some point in my life. Right. Took right. uh however long it's been to rewatch it a little overlook jim and uh, oh what has the world been overlooking this week well i was trying to think of something christmasy because it is the holiday season and um i don't think either of us have done this but i know we've talked about it before and we almost did it last year um and that is the children from 2008 yes um which is uh you know another little relaxing christmas tale of sorts <laughs> a little family vacation <laughs> out in the woods uh you have this. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. What happens in this movie? You have like two families, right? They. They. Come, yeah. No, it's. It's all one. No, it's two families. I think yeah, it's they two all, they, families, they, right? They go out and uh, they're having a little. Uh, I think it's post Christmas get together. It's like between Christmas and New Year's, so next week is a good time to watch this actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a lot of great like snowy atmosphere, and um, you know the, the children are causing some problems. I guess you could say they. they mm. There's something uh, as kids tend to do. You know, you, you just yeah. want to get away for a little bit, and like the, the kids. Uh, they they get a little like a little crazy here. They do. Yeah, and we don't really know why either. You know, it's no. um it's something that's going on with these kids throughout the movie, and uh, they uh, I don't know, but the adults seem fine. So it's it's not totally clear what's what's going on here, but uh, they're causing a lot of mayhem and chaos. And I can't even remember the, the type of stuff they do because it's been several years since I've watched this movie. But uh, I do remember um setting up some trap where like he pushes somebody on a sled right yes that's the yes. one thing i remember too there's yes. something with a sled that leads to a very and, gory uh, death i believe yeah that, that leads to some bad things happening it's a mean-spirited movie uh, very which mean. is kind of fun actually because um again we think of christmas as being this sort of happy-go-lucky time of the year so it, it, it does kind of contrast that a bit and uh i remember thinking the characters were pretty decent and um yeah it's uh like i said haven't seen in several years but it's worth revisiting and maybe we will at some point too i know our friends at um gailers of darkness did an episode on it at one point so if you want to go listen to their episode you may and um yeah yeah i i I just i don't remember do you remember anything else about it other than not much it was good i I don't know (laughs) i definitely remember it was like a downer at the end because it's like it was a downer yes because it's it's something uh, about like something in the air it's like it's like a disease that only affects children we think it's some sort of airborne um virus that's um 
I, I don't remember if they make it clear if it's affecting other people outside of this area or if it's just yeah, them. I, I, I feel like there's like a newscast or something, but maybe I'm thinking of another movie. It would make a good double feature with like Bloody Birthday. You know, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kids are Only in that hell. movie, it's like astrology that's like causing yeah, them to go crazy. Like, they were born on a certain moon and there was an eclipse. <laughs> exactly. and now they're all sociopaths or something. Yeah. Uh, like crazy, if, crazy. if you say so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds plausible. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good little um, Christmas treat here, and mm-hmm. uh, the breakdown of the family, the nuclear family unit, you might say, which those are always fun. Oh, they're always the best. Always fun, whether it be the children going crazy or a witch coming into the family and fucking things up. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's there's 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 plenty of options here. Rebecca, Rebecca de Mornay stopping by to cause oh, some yeah. chaos. You know, it's it's uh, just imagine if they like can... combined all of those into one. Oh god! It's like yeah. you've got a witch, you've got Rebecca mm-hmm. de Mornay, you've got crazy mm-hmm. kids. That family would not stand a chance. And no, but yeah, that is our a Christmas episode of the year. I suppose we hope that everyone has a safe holiday season don't be afraid to eat too much i mean it's it's that time of the year just give into it i say <laughs> yes i mean come on just let go for a week or two and have some fun it's you know guilt is for january you know it is. we got plenty of time here yes you have plenty of time to join a gym for one week and then never exactly. go back i always go back to that little montage scene in legally blonde where she's like reading the books and running on the treadmill <laughs> and like answering like the two questions in class and you yeah know, just you can combine all that into like two days or one week and then you're back to your normal self that's all you need yeah you know the movie montage has really given us unrealistic expectations of how quickly things trans transpire no it's usually a little more a little more work than that unfortunately yeah. in the real world but it would be but, dull to watch on film so you gotta speed it, it speed would. things up you know, yeah, I don't want to watch Elwood studying night after night. Come on. What if that was just Legally Blonde th- 3? It's just <laughs> Elwood's studies. Elwood studying for, for two hours. Thrilling. Um, it might be an improvement over Legally Blonde 2. So it might that. be. It might just be. <laughs> there's that. It wouldn't be too difficult, I'm afraid. No, uh, uh, unfortunately. Man. Um, as always, this holiday season, folks, you can find us everywhere. We are on Facebook. We are on that hellscape that is Twitter. We are on Instagram. Um, specifically, Facebook and Twitter. Homos and Haunted. No, H-O-H-H podcast. That is where we are. On Instagram, we are on Homos and Haunted Hill. All one word. We are on Letterboxd. We are on iTunes. You can leave us a review this holiday season. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, maybe don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which your mom might have taught you. When Remember, you it's Christmas. Yeah, otherwise we have one more episode of the year. We um, will talk about what we're going to do when we finish recording this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> don't we don't plan know. things anymore. Remember when we used to plan things out like two months in advance and now we're like, mm, I don't know, maybe what are we going to do two days from now? I don't That's know. like, what if in J- July of 2025, we did a whole month on back to school horror? <laughs> now we're like, what do you want to do next week? I don't know. Like, what what do we even want to do an episode next week? <laughs> That's kind of what do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to I mean, watch have, like, kevin we have all these patreon episodes that we haven't released so maybe we'll just drop one of those <laughs> maybe so you'll get what you get and you'll like it just like on cr- exactly. christmas we might give exactly. you socks and you better smile and enjoy it 
or Wes Bentley's going to force feed you turkey. And you're going to like it. Maybe we could all be into that a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me more, really. Yeah. Video cam in one hand, plastic bag in the other, turkey <laughs> on the floor. Sounds hot. Oh, such a perfect Christmas, man. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Makes me want to go watch American Beauty now, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a holly, jolly, whatever you celebrate. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Be joyful. Mm-hmm. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. No day like today. La vie bohème. What a year it's been. 525,600 minutes. Oh. Wow. But how are we going to pay next year's rent? We don't know. We don't know. I'm going out tonight. So, out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But it's... not before I sing this one song. Glory. It's today for me tomorrow for you so it's tomorrow it's, it's not for you it's yes not. and the only thing i ask of you this new year is to take me for what i am <laughs> who we were meant to be oh and if you give a damn take me for what i am and that's all wes bentley was asking for in this movie okay yes the rent montage he did was was wonderful it was on the cutting room floor but i heard it was masterful it's you can find it on youtube if you look close enough oh man all right well that's all happy christmas happy christmas (laughs) goodbye bye y'all